What really defines a manager is someone that can sit back, visualize the strategic like direction of where you're going with the business, but also then be able to sit back and then clear hurdles for like your employees to really thrive in. So as your marketing person is running up against a wall and every single day there's this same reoccurring problem, it's our jobs as managers to really jump in and make sure that we can clear that hurdle and so that they can continue to progress and continue to be a better marketing manager. Welcome to the I Fired My Boss Franchise Podcast. My name is Dan Claps, founder and CEO of Franchise Playbook, a franchisor platform where we create, own, and operate dynamic franchise brands in the mobile services space. My life's goal is to help people just like you fire their boss and become a business owner. And I'm Christian Dadalak, top franchise consultant and co-founder of Real Franchising, a leading franchise consulting firm. And together, we're on a mission to help people fire their boss, hire themselves, and live the American dream through franchise ownership. All right. Welcome to the I Fired My Boss podcast. Your co-host, Dan Claps here with a special guest, co-founder and COO of Franchise Playbook, Zach Nolte. How you doing, Zach? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks for uh, lining this up. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Absolutely. We're squeezing in some time in our podcast studio in our Madison office here in Wisconsin. You know, we wanted to spend a little time talking to the audience about what to look for when investing in a franchise business. Um, you know, Zach comes to us with 10 years of franchise or experience. He's currently the COO of Voda Cleaning and Restoration, as well as the co-founder and COO of Franchise Playbook, our parent company that owns Voda. And we work together hand in hand and both come from, you know, over a decade each of franchise experience. And so I wanted to pull him in and talk about, you know, what he's seen in his time in operations, lessons learned, what he's seen franchisors do well and, and mistakes to make. And really this whole episode is about what to look for when you invest in a franchise. Um, so, you know, we'll kick it over with a question I'm going to ask Zach, um, which would be, you know, Zach, what's the number one area you think people struggle with when they first get into a franchise. So they buy a franchise, they think everything's going to be, you know, a certain way. And then boom, they get hit with the curveball that they didn't really think about. How do we help someone listening know about that before they get in versus after they pay the franchise fee and sign the agreements? Yeah, I think a lot of that really comes down to like just setting the expectations of what uh, being a franchise franchisee, or we call them franchise partner uh, in the system looks like. And so a lot of people come in with these expectations of like, yeah, the franchisor is going to do, you know, they're going to do my marketing. They're going to do the operations. They're going to like show me how to do all this stuff. And and I just kind of am able to just kind of run the business and and not all, that's, that's not the case for, for the majority of brands. And so uh, setting those expectations of what exactly they're going to be doing in the system, uh, setting up their roles, what their day-to-day looks like. Um, and also it's on the, the franchisor to, to make sure that it make that very clear before they sign the franchisee uh, in the system as well. So a lot, a lot of different things, but I think it's just being very upfront with what it takes to, to, to run your system. Yeah, I think you're, you're spot on. And, you know, for us with Voda, like we're not, uh, we're not an FSO. We're not, you know, selling franchises. We work with our franchise owners, franchise partners for a decade plus. And so it does us no good for someone to get into our business, not Definitely. knowing the expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I see people, you know, it's funny at Discovery Day, we usually tell people, 
why not do a VOTA before we talk about all the benefits? But in franchising in general, what I found is people often lose sight of what it takes to be a part of the community with their brand. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a lot of work. You know, you got to get out there, you got to network, you got to wear the polo, wrap the truck, have the business cards. Um, to me, that's something people grossly misunderestimate how much time that takes. Yeah. That, that what you just said is like the bare minimum. Uh, you know, it's a bare minimum to just wear the shirt, wear the hat, sponsor a couple of teams, uh, and, and, uh, just pass out some business cards. Uh, you have to go out into the community and like build real relationships with a lot of different people. And you don't always know where those relationships are going to take you. So it's kind of being everywhere, uh, you know, getting yourself involved into the community, uh, you know, whatever it takes to kind of Get out of get out of your comfort zone to do the little extra things you've never done before. Uh, the, the if they feel if they feel awkward, you're probably doing the right thing. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, I I think that you know. So when people say, "Well, I want to own a business and I want it to be, you know, semi absentee," to me that means you're not in the day to day of the business. Maybe you're not in the location of the business, mm-hmm. um, you know, but you're still managing people. And I don't know, Zach, we manage a lot of people. Don't you feel like that alone takes time? Like that takes a good amount of my day. I know it does for you too, just managing people. Yeah, it's it, it's a it's a massive undertaking. Uh, and it's it's definitely not something we're like, hey, I just check in every so often and see what's going on. You know, managing people and projects and clearing hurdles, uh, that that in itself is a full-time job. And that's that's what management is. And so when you get into certain models where they are a little bit more of that managed manager type of model or what they sometimes call a semi-absentee, to me, that you're stepping into a management role. And those management roles doesn't mean that you're not working 40 hours a week. Like you could be, you know, for me, the, what really defines a manager is someone that can sit back, visualize the strategic like direction of where you're going with the business, but also then be able to sit back and then clear hurdles for like your employees to really thrive in. So as your marketing person is running up against the wall and every single day, there's the same reoccurring problem. It's our jobs as managers to really jump in and make sure that we can clear that hurdle and so that they can continue to progress and continue to be a better marketing manager. Um, and that it, it's not something that just happens overnight. It does take a lot of time and effort. Um, it also takes a lot of training uh, on a manager's part to figure out how to do that in an appropriate way with the people that they have. Uh, I, I totally agree. You know, think about just like, in our business, we run on traction. So you've got the morning meeting on Monday. Let's mm-hmm. call that a half hour. Yeah. Let's say if you were just joining meetings, 30 minutes there. The next day is the leadership team call, the LT call, which is an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So we're at two hours already. The next day we meet for 30 minutes. That's a half hour, 30 minutes. The next day, 30 minutes Friday. Uh, we believe that without a regular meeting cadence, you're never going to get you know the, that cohesiveness in your team. So what are we at? We're at two hours by Tuesday, uh, three hours by Thursday, three and a half hours by Friday, just in management meetings. Then you really need to have a one-to-one with your department heads. Mm-hmm. Let's consider one-to-one an hour and you need a half hour to prepare, right? To get your notes ready. So if you've got four people reporting to you, that's six hours right there. So we're already at nine hours in just meetings. Um, you want to check your profit and loss. That's a couple hours, you know, mm-hmm. reviewing that. Uh, now we're at 11 hours. You got to check your, uh, you know, your all of your KPIs each week. That's going to take a couple hours. We haven't even talked about going to see a customer and shaking hands, dealing with a, a headache that might come in that your general manager can't handle. Um, 
any type of prospecting new relationships. I mean, now we're at 20 hours, right? Like, and that's, you know, I haven't even named all the other things, even if you have a general manager running the business. And so, you know, what I've seen is, I'm not saying you can't have a job and own a business. That's absolutely possible. I mean, I would say, well, I don't know, 30% of our franchise owners right now. Yeah. Right. But they have to have a flexible job. They have to have the ability to, to check in and, uh, I just think this idea that you're going to own a business and it's just going to run without you is, is uh, in the early days, at least is just a fallacy. Yeah. It's especially the, the people that we have brought into the system, they have very flexible jobs where they can put in a couple hours in the morning and maybe go back to it at night. Um, but then also too, when you're all running your own business, there is some flex flexibility in that business model as well, because you're setting your own hours and that's all, that's the the, the best part about running your own business. But uh, you know, one, one thing you haven't really touched on either was just like the, the time to sit back and like visualize your business. You know, you gotta, you gotta spend time to like sit there and think and be like, all right, how, how do I strategically grow from where I am right now to where I want to be next week? Uh, the, the, you know, three months from now, a year from now, what does that look like and how am I going to get there? Cause if you're constantly just running on that, you know, hamster wheel every single day, just, you know, knocking out tasks, you don't have time to sit there and think about, all right, this is how I'm going to actually grow my business. Uh, and that takes dedicated time. Uh, and it's also very strategic time, uh, to be able to sit back, quiet your head, quiet all the noise around you and, and just think about the business. hundred percent. What about making content? What about content? Yep. Re- what about recruiting people? I mean, how many hours do you spend a week talking to prospective employees of our fast growing company? I mean, yeah. on the bench. I think in sales, they always say, always be selling. Uh, as a manager, you should always be hiring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you definitely have to constantly be, you know, for, for, for our business, man, you, you, you always have to have a, a technician uh, job um, post out there and it has to be running. You got to be constantly talking to people. You may not be in a position to hire right now, but they also may not be in a position to leave their jobs. But when the time comes down, you know, two, three months down the road, when your, your business is taking off and you need to hire someone, you already have a laundry list of people that you can pick from. And it puts you in a position of power also when you already have that list. So the more proactive you can be about the hiring side of this business um, or any business is, is, is definitely, a, a definitely a necessity. Yeah. Like what I tell people when they want to own a, a business and they have a general manager that's going to be in the day to day on the you know, equity agreement or some type of operating skin in the game or, or opportunity to be an owner in, in a sense. I always tell them, well, that's great. But then also keep in mind, if stuff hits the fan, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to have to jump in and, you know, it's on you to manage people well enough that they don't leave. Right. I, I, I think about that for myself. I, I, you know, we don't lose people at Voda because, you know, we make sure that the culture is right. And, but if you know what, listen, if Zach or I lost a key member of our team, we would have to jump in and do it. And that's just how it is. I mean, I'm doing that right now with franchise development, right? I'm on the phone all day long, probably doing a job that, you know, uh, someone else could do, but right now we're busy and we need it. And that's what I'm going to do. And eventually I'll step into a different role. But, you know, we were here in Madison rolling up boxes and breaking down tables and going to Walmart and buying office supplies like that alone, meeting your team for lunch, taking them to dinner. Like these things start to add up and you're at a 40 hour week pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, was, Christian made a funny comment. He's like, he's like, don't you feel bad that we're like doing all this when there's so much on our plates right now? I'm like, yeah, but we also have a discovery day coming up here. We got to get ready for that too. <laughs> so it is, it's sometimes you have to take a step back from just like answering emails and like checking off the task list to actually do things that are going to, you know, show, show your business off well and, or grow the business. And, and, uh, I don't think enough people take the time to do so. Yeah. Making this podcast right now, it seems like, you know, there's a million other things too. They have to get done. You got to get up early. You got to do it on the weekend. You got to do it when, when, you know, mm-hmm. you're, 
you make it happen somehow. You know, so let's talk about, you know, to me, when someone's buying a franchise, they need to think about five things. They need to think how are they going to get customers and how's the franchisor going to help them? How are they going to get employees to service those customers? And how's the franchisor going to help them? There's already XYZ business in their marketplace. So why does this franchise stand out in the minds and hearts of the consumer? So like, what's the unique selling proposition to the consumer? Um, what's the day in the life of a franchise owner? And, you know, is that, is that, you know, something that they would do well with, thrive with? Obviously, financial return and investment. And then to me, one of the biggest ones is, you know, um, does the franchisor provide enough training? And so what have you seen, like in all the emerging brands out there, like, you know, where do you feel like franchisors miss out on properly training franchise owners? Yeah. It's, it's, so I, I, I didn't really have a strong like person to really learn franchising from growing up through kitchen solvers and and in building kitchen wise. And like, I, I, you know, a lot of it for me was trial and error. Um, but also I started attending a lot of shows, uh, you know, the IFA springboard, a few of these other like big shows out there. And I, I just started picking the brains, uh, of, of a lot of these guys that are, have already built systems, uh, whether it's big or, and or small and really understanding like what they did and what they did differently. Um, and that's, that's where I really learned all the best practices. Now, the one thing that I did do is I, I didn't, I didn't listen to everybody, um, and then take what they did and then just go ahead and implement it. I, I took that information and, and molded it into what I believed was, uh, a very strategic decision for me at the time in, in the business. And so what, what I did kind of start figuring out though, is that there aren't enough franchisors out there that are paying close enough attention to their marketing support. Um, and there's a ton of, uh, a ton of franchisors that, um, they have a brand and they have collateral and they have t-shirts and all that fun stuff. But when, when it came to actually being able to support a lot of franchise partners in, in growing their businesses through lead generation, um, and through, um, you know, other forms of marketing, they just didn't have that support. And, and it was a big lacking portion of it. And a lot of them put that effort onto the franchisee to take control of. Now, the number one thing that all franchisees come to us say is like, Hey, I have a background on sales. I've managed people before, but I don't want to touch marketing. I mean, every single one of our owners, I don't think we've signed anybody that has a background in marketing. Um, and so that's the number one fear for them is that they have to go out and do this stuff. And so we, we took a position where we want to be able to take all that off their plates. So they don't have to like think about anything. They're going to learn what we do for them and how we support them, but they don't have to have to actually implement it. And there's too many franchisors out there that kind of put this facade on that they have this marketing program, they have a marketing person. Um, but this marketing person could be someone right out of college that's just maintaining the status quo. Um, and that's, that's not the direction that a franchisor should take, especially in today's world. Um, so that's, that, that for me is, is the big one. Uh, and then the, the second one is not enough, uh, training emphasis on the, uh, the long-term training strategies. Um, yes, everybody's going to go through a initial training. That's pretty standard. Uh, you know, whether it's five to 10 days of in-person and then they follow up with you a week later, uh, to do some infield training. That's again, all standard and usually catered to the franchise partner, but it's when, when that franchise partner has been in the system for a year, two years, three years, what type of support are they going to get at that point? Because as your business grows, every single like stage of life is going to be a little bit different. So if we're able to showcase that support and how we are able to uh, create this, you know, 
uh, this game plan, not only for now, but also in the future. Uh, uh, there's not enough franchisors that are talking about that, but also uh, it's it's hard to show uh, due to the, the FDD, uh, but there has to be something implemented in place uh, and the franchise partners need to be introduced to that very early in stages so that they know that that's, that's there and it's a part of their package. Yeah. I mean, if you think about like with just the function of mindset coaching franchise owners, you know, we just brought on, we're in the process of bringing on a success coach. And I feel like so much of their role is just blocking and tackling and opening doors and checking mindset and uh, ensuring someone that what they're doing is right. And, you know, getting buy-in those are all very time consuming uh, areas as well. But, you know, in, in my short time now being a franchisor and, you know, uh, us coming up on our one year anniversary of working together, what I've learned. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. Wow. Uh, what I've learned in this journey is that, you know, for every, time you think you have enough support, add more, right? So, you know, for us, we've got, I mean, at Voda, we've got me, Zach, Christian, our CMO for marketing. We are bringing on a marketing coordinate, uh, you know, manager. Now we're, we have a success coast with retro restoration experience coming on. We have our VP of ops with restoration experience. We have our founder with all the experience that he has. Um, I'm missing someone. Obviously for Steve, our franchise development director, we have a whole team there. We have support for admin. We have events and travels and that's just in the corporate team. And then you've got thankfully 10 years of experience vetting out vendors and suppliers and have the best handpicked suppliers you can imagine that are all handling everything from Facebook ads to bookkeeping to call center to, you know, I mean, it's, it's in a lot of things. So uh, banking and credit cards and uh, you know, all these areas of the business that, I think a lot of franchisors don't realize like, look, you're going to be royalty efficient if you don't add the right people. But if you're not adding the right people, then you're not supporting your franchisees enough for the long run. I look at what we're doing at Vota is like, you know, the, the business sells itself, right? Franchise owners are happy. They tell their friends, they tell their family, the business, you know, kind of expands that way. But the only way you're going to get there is by reinvesting in people. It, it, this business is people, right? It's, it's a hundred percent people. Uh, the, when people are looking at Voda, they, they love the brand. They love the, the, the kind of what it stands for in the industry. Uh, but they're really buying it to us. I mean, there's how many, you know, restoration brands that are out there. They could pick any of them. Um, but they, they're picking us because of our, our culture, our personalities, who we have in our leadership team, uh, and how we're going to support our franchises. Um, but yeah, it's it, the support. You can never, you can never, I've never said anybody, I've never sat anybody down and they sat down and said, Hey, I have too much support. What do I do with all my support and all this extra stuff? Like I've never heard that. It's always like, Hey, we're looking for another success coach. Where do I find these people? How do I find them? You know, and, uh, or our, our franchisees are underserved. Um, so I, we're definitely in a position right now with, uh, uh, thirteen territory sold. We have two open locations as of uh, this week, and you know we have we have what ten people supporting them <laughs> every step of the way. So like the the, the ratio for us is uh, definitely uh, overkill. But uh, our franchise partners are are you know they're 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 ecstatic about what they're, what's going on and what's what they're doing right now. Just just to put that in perspective, most franchisors have one person to support franchise owners for every thirty franchise owners. That's like a good number. Mm -hmm. Right now, and this is obviously we can't do forever. We have one person for every franchise owner. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. We're like, you know, and uh, you know, we're almost like the, the restaurant you go to where the server keeps checking on you and you're like, I'm good. I'm good. Like I just got my food, but, uh, yeah. No. It, it, what's different too about what the restoration space is that 
Um, most other businesses can, can, can go out and try to find a success coach, uh, or a field trainer or whoever that's just has some basic training in, uh, you know, business management or financial management, cash flow management, whatever that is. And, and they can be kind of that rah, rah person that can help them out when they're, when they're down. Uh, but we took it upon ourselves to not only find that type of person, but also within the restoration space. So now they're able to help on on a number of different fronts, whether it's like working with insurance companies, uh, you know, helping them out, getting their certifications, what to do on certain jobs. But also they can be there to look at their financials. They can be there to to look at their team, help them with hiring strategies uh, and really putting together that that playbook to 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 grow within. So uh, we're really doubling down on, on our success success coaches. We have a pretty high bar to set. Um, and uh, so far we have uh, a quite, quite the list of people that are looking at this position. Absolutely. Well, Zach, thanks for spending some time on the I Fired My Boss podcast and we'll see you on here again soon. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me on, man. You're f***ing fired. If you want to say those words to your boss, make sure you head on over to ifiredmybosspodcast.com and fill out the form to schedule a no-cost consultation. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend who might also want to fire their boss. 